A fika is a very Swedish custom which basically means that you take a break from your activity to have a cup of coffee or tea and maybe eat something sweet. In Fika With Us, we are inviting you to join us for a fika and listen to different topics regarding international student life at Linköping University. In this episode of Fika With Us, we're joined by Lata, a nurse from the student healthcare. Today is all about the Swedish national healthcare system. How does it work? What should you do if you need to schedule a doctor's appointment? And what if there's an emergency? Keep listening to find out. My name is Rebecca and let's start the FICA. So welcome, Lata. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I uh, am a registered nurse, psychiatric specialty. Um have worked at Student Health for uh, approximately a year now. Uh, I see a lot of students in uh, <laughs> counseling. Uh, my workplace place is in Norrköping, Campus Norrköping. Mm-hmm. And uh, before I worked here at Student Health, I was working uh, a few years in primary health care. So maybe that's why I feel somehow equipped to answer some of your questions today. Uh, regarding Swedish healthcare system. How long have you been a nurse for? Uh, 14 years. Right. So Plenty of experience. N- not my whole life uh, by far, but uh, some, t- some time now. Yeah. All right, so let's dive right into it. One of the main questions that we get is what services the Swedish healthcare system offers. And I think you wanted to explain how it is structured because it's a little bit different from other countries. Yeah, um, it is. Um, primary health care is pretty much the baseline and entra- and the big door into health care in Sweden. So basically anything you need help with goes through primary health care. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain um, exceptions, of course, but regular health. We can come into the exceptions maybe later, <laughs> but yeah. it's primary health care that will um, answer your your needs. Uh, okay. And then you have the specialty clinics at the hospital, but you don't go there uh, without a referral from primary health care. So, yeah. Okay. So primary health care is the primary yes. <laughs> um, means of help. So that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, so what if a student would like to schedule a doctor's appointment? I'm guessing they're going to reach out to primary health care. Yes. But uh, what is the easiest way to do that? I would say call. Call early in the morning. The opening hours and telephone numbers you can reach by uh, 1177. Mm-hmm. Our national, um, what do you say? Um, healthcare line. Healthcare line. Open always for questions. But they also have a website mm-hmm. and you can search for your city. And usually you are listed at one primary health care center. Mm. So usually, again, it's where it's the closest one to you. So when you have your personal lum- number or citizenship, you, are, you get listed. So you have the same primary health care center. Yeah. From time to time. Yeah, I, I can mention uh, when when I got my Swedish personal number, I live in the Flaman student area, which is a bit closer to the city center. 
And so my assigned healthcare center is the one in Vala. Yep. Um, but for example, if you live in Reed, there's another healthcare center there. Yeah. Um, and I think usually you get a letter. At least my friend got a letter. I don't think I ever got a letter. Um, but when I did need to schedule an appointment, I just went on 1177.se. Yep. And then you can you could find information there about the different healthcare centers that are. And I just assumed I was in Vala as well because my friend who also lived in the same area was assigned there. Yeah. Um, so I reached out to them by phone and, and yep. that's how, how I got the appointment. Yeah. Another interesting question is if, if it's a problem if the person doesn't speak Swedish because most students come in when, when they still don't speak the language because they just got here. Yeah. No, it's not, not a problem. You can choose English, for example, uh, when you call the healthcare center. Mm. So when we call, I have been sitting on the other side mm. uh, answering the phone and, and making calls to patients and there is a sign for English. So those English-speaking personnel at the healthcare center will take care of those calls mm. so you can have a decent conversation in English. If you need any other language or translation help, you need to call and tell them that. And they will arrange for a interpretation person. Interpreter? Interpreter. I think, yes. yes, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the healthcare center will provide, uh, but you have to give them a hint of that. What, that's what you need. Yeah. Another question that I I, I just thought of, because um, you, you have the, the number of the specific healthcare center that you're yeah. assigned to, but 1177 is also a healthcare number. Yeah. So what's the difference between calling 1177 and calling directly to your local healthcare center? Uh, the national number 1177 is for medical advice. Mm. If you are wondering what to do with this itchy part of your skin <laughs> or your stomach ache, you have questions outside the opening hours of your healthcare center, and you just want to talk with a with a nurse or healthcare person about what to do now. I'm, I'm kind of worried. Mm. What shall I do? So those um, people working there will give you advice uh, 24-7 regarding health. Yeah, And yeah. I think calling the number is free, at least. I yes, have called it a absolutely. few times and I've never seen any extra charges. No? So that's a, a good information to know. Absolutely. And they can also, at certain occasions, help you get to the right level of care. If yeah. they uh, they could call the hospital or so and, and try to have a planning and cooperation so that right help will be serviced. So there's no specific um, there's no specific indication that you should call eleven seventy seven instead of your local health center. So I would say milder symptoms that just worries you. Uh, mm. is very well suited for the f 1177 call okay. with no need of a special doctor or a special profession. It's just you have concerns. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you want advice. All right. But they yeah. can handle uh, bigger things as well, of course. But, yeah. yeah. I think that's very good information. One thing yeah. I will say about 1177 is that when you call maybe after hours, just, just after like the working hours of the healthcare center, I know that sometimes there's quite a large queue to, it is. to be picked up. Uh, yep. 
I know one time I called and I ended up giving up because I think there were like 30, 40 people in the queue. Mm. Um, and that is quite a long time. And yeah. I will mention that when you call the healthcare system, um, some of them have the option that the they call you back. Yeah. So if you call in the morning and there's 30 people on the line, um, there is usually an option to um, to click uh, your in to put in your phone number and be like, I would like you to call me at a later point in the day whenever that's my actually place in the queue comes, which is something that I find amazing because then I, I can go and do other things. Yeah. I don't need to yeah. be at the phone and listen to the very typical elevator no. music. No. <laughs> actually, I think that's the way it works on most places now. It's it's the only way you leave your personal number and phone number. And will be called back. Yeah. Yeah. During the day at a special, you get a time. Yeah. And another personal experience story that I wanted to mention is that once I was having uh, some urinary tract infection symptoms Mm -hmm. and I called a local health center um, and I described my symptoms and they asked me a bunch of questions. They asked me, do you have fever? What do you have? Like, Mm -hmm. do you have this? Do you have that? Um, And then they were... Um, they prescribed me something directly over the phone. Yeah. So I never had to go to the um, to the actual healthcare yeah. center. So that is also something that was new for me personally, because in, in Portugal, usually you, you have to always be, yeah, you have to go to the doctor and they need to see you, mm. even if it's um, a very quick resolution. So in this case, I was able to get it over the phone. Mm. And because I personally have both a Swedish personal number and a Swedish ID card from the tax office, then I could just go directly to a pharmacy and pick up the prescription. So yeah. I never had to go to the healthcare center. And I think that's something interesting to mention because yeah. it Absolutely. was new to me personally. Absolutely. And once or twice, uh, unproblematic urinary tract infections mm-hmm. will be solved that way. But if you call back the fourth time and the fifth time, they will absolutely want to see you yeah. because it could yeah. be complicating situations that needs to be taken care of. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about what documentation you need and that having a Swedish ID card is very important. Um, Do you know if um, a Swedish ID card is necessary to get care? I, no, I'm, I don't know that for sure, but but identification. Yeah. So just personal ID card. Yeah. I know that um, I think the ID card makes it easier. Um, a personal number by itself is very good. Yeah. If so, if you as an international student have the opportunity to apply for a Swedish personal number, uh, it's free. It takes some time, but it is very useful because that is how you identify yourself yes. everywhere. Yes. And especially with care, that's how they keep track of you yeah. and, and everything you need. But you have a journal, even if you don't have a Swedish personal number. You yeah. get a journal with yeah. that uh, temporary uh, number. Yeah. Yeah. But it is a lot easier when you have bank ID, for example. Everything is a lot easier. Yeah. Then. Because then you, you can just log directly into yeah. 1177 yeah. And, and you have all your information there. You and can you can see your journal entries. Yes. You can see your prescriptions. Test results. Yes. It's, it's it, amazing. It's amazing. But it is a bit sad for me as an international student that you need to go through this entire process that takes several months before yeah. you can have the luxury yeah. of, <laughs> of yeah. things being easy. Yeah. Um, uh, a question that's, that might be a bit interesting as well is what, what it costs to go to care in Sweden. Um, because for some countries it's always free for some countries, um, it's kind of every 
person for themselves, but yeah. the, the Swedish healthcare system is, I guess, public, so part of the... Pretty much all is public, but there is private alternatives as well yeah. that you could pay for. Uh, in public healthcare, you have free healthcare up until you're 18, and um, then you pay, I think it's 18, or is it 20? Well, that needs to be discovered. I think for a regular doctor's appointment at your local healthcare center, I think it's about 200 crowns. Yeah. So After about 20 euros, more yes. or less. 20 euros, more or less, uh, up until uh, 1,200 kroners in a year. And that's not the calendar year, it's a 12-month period. So there's a higher cap on how much you can spend on, yes. on healthcare. And last Let's time I checked, it was 1,200 kroners. It could be raised just a little bit, but there mm-hmm. is a cap for the maximum. After that, you don't pay anything. Yeah. And I, I know from a friend that you also pay for um, like I- examinations or extra tests that you might need to make. So if you need a, a blood sample, for example, that's also paid for. I don't remember the price, but I think it might have been about 100 crowns, but don't quote me on that. Um, uh, if you have gone to the doctor at the primary health care center and the doctor will wants to t- have some test, test taken, mm-hmm. that is included in that Okay. Visit. Okay. Yes. So So only if you do it out of your own initiative. And you cannot really order. Oh, okay. Testing. You can just order it from no, from a doctor. No, you cannot. It, every test is is um ordered by a doctor. So okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So basically the um, the summary is if you have a problem Contact primary care, which is either 1177 or your local health care center if you have been assigned one. But I think even if you haven't been assigned one just yet, I think yeah. you can reach out to, to, to anyone as well. And actually there is a um, choice to be made. We have free choice. If you, we don't like the ones we're, we're assigned to, mm-hmm. we can choose another one and oh, have nice. our care from there. So it's... You don't have to remain at one place if you're not happy with it. Do you know what happens if you go to a different healthcare center? You have to relist yourself mm, okay. uh, and say, I don't want this place, but I want this place. So if I try to call the healthcare center and read to book an appointment, they will say, no, go to Valla. You're yeah, in the wrong place. As long as you're listed at Valla, they will uh, refer you to Valla. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, since we talked a lot about phone numbers, I think it's always important to mention the emergency phone number as well. Yeah, 112. Exactly. It's the same in all of Europe, I believe, or I the European so. Union. Yeah. At least it's the same in Portugal and Germany. Yeah. Um, so what should I do in case of an emergency? So if you need something right now. Yeah, 112. Yeah. And what happens from there? I'm guessing an ambulance comes and yeah. you go to the hospital? Yeah. I think that part of healthcare works pretty much alike uh, through the world. You call the emergency number and you will get an ambulance probably to help you. Uh, You can also go directly to emergency care at the hospital if if you think that will take you there faster or a friend Mm -hmm. will drive you if it's really... uh, in a hurry, mm-hmm. 
depending, of course, what the problem is. Yeah. You're in a car with a friend that is um, maybe having a stroke or heart attack. Of course, just, you know, trying to drive and call at the same time and meet up. So <laughs> Maybe that's not very safe. <laughs> no, so it's it's very depending on the situation. But yeah. But you, you will be treated regardless. Regardless, I think, yeah. absolutely. I think that's, that's the most important thing. Yes. Uh, I can actually mention, because I did have an experience from at emergency care, and I think um, it was just about a week after I got my personal number, my Swedish personal number, um, and I had a bike accident, unfortunately, um, and yeah, someone called the ambulance, I don't remember who, I was in a lot of pain, and then, um, yeah, an ambulance took me to the hospital, and I had to get an x-ray, and I had a broken bone, um, but... Yeah, I mean, everyone was very nice and, and the people in the ambulance could speak English mm-hmm. quite well, which yeah. helped uh, calm me down. Uh, and they also took my personal number uh, and to and use that to to kind of um, keep track of who yeah. I was. Yeah. So it is a, a very useful thing to have. Yeah. One thing I have um, recognized during different meetings with people from all around the world is that we use hospitals differently. In some countries, you always go to the hospital right. if there is something wrong. And in Sweden, we don't do that because we go to primary health care. Okay. So it's pretty much only emergency psychiatric and somatic care emergency. Life-threatening situations mm. or other grave situations mm, yeah, yeah. but you don't go to the hospital for a throat infection yeah yeah or a urinary tract infection or you know problems that could wait until the morning mm. uh, so that's something i think is is a bit different yeah yeah um yeah i don't know Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I personally don't have a lot of experience with emergency care, no. but I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I can also say at, at the time, um, because it was a, an accident with a car uh, and it was not my fault. So the car's insurance paid for everything. But I did get the bill from the emergency care in my mail. So I know how much it was. And it was also about 200 crowns. Yeah. Um, so if you do have an emergency, you can have an idea of how much uh, emergency care costs. Yeah, It's about 200 crowns, 20 euros, more mm. or less. Of yeah. course, it depends on your situation and how much care you need. Mm. Um, I think it is 200 kroner or 300. There is sometimes it's 300 and sometimes it's 200. Mm. Okay. And um, I don't think it depends on anything. It, it, mm. if, if, either if you get a little or very much care <laughs> it's the same yeah yeah i was just there for a few hours they they sent me away before the night was over yeah. so yeah it was a short stay but i don't think i would have enjoyed staying for yeah. longer either all right um we about the cost still um this is for um i mean my perspective is obviously from a european citizen point of view um and i do have a european health insurance card so I know that, yeah, I can always go to care. Mm-hmm. As a fee-paying student, I asked for some information about this and they get insurance from the university. So if once your fees are paid, 
the university will offer health insurance to you as a fee-paying student. And this um, insurance is valid even before you get your personal number. So if you need medical attention and you're a fee-paying student and you're here in Sweden, you can go to the doctor. And in that case, you should definitely email the person responsible for insurance cover. Uh, and that person works at the international office and I'm sure their email can be found, but I'm sure we can also put that in the description for this episode. Yeah. And this insurance basically covers your medical expenses. So if you need a regular doctor's appointment and it costs about 200 crowns, then you send that to the insurance. And if you have to go to the pharmacy to pick up a prescription, then that is also covered. I'm not sure about random medications that you buy out of your own record. I'm guessing that would not be covered. But again, message the insurance. Um, I would say person. always beforehand. Check yes. out. Yes. So you don't unless it's an emergency, of unless course. Unless it's an emergency. Always check out the insurance coverage yeah. for what you have here. But I think it's important to know that this is valid even before you have your personal number. Yeah. So regardless of whether you have a personal number or not, as a fee paying student, you're covered by the insurance that the university provides for you. And I think it's very useful to inform yourself about what exactly it covers. Um because it covers quite a few things. Insurance is a bit different in Sweden than it is in other countries. So make sure that you inform yourself about that and you know what is covered and what is not covered. Yeah. The question comes to us sometimes at Student Health and we always refer them to international office yeah. to clarify yeah, uh, yeah. to clarify their questions. So I think that's a really good recommendation. Yes, very much so. We already talked about getting an appointment, but could you explain how it works if you need a prescription, for example? Yeah. Sometimes if you have had a previous prescription mm-hmm. uh, from your home country, yep. it's super valid and, and helpful to have a copy of the prescription, Okay, uh, bringing it with you so it could be translated into a Swedish pres- prescription yep. so the doctor can see what's uh, not only a... a a box with no name or a blister mm. with no yeah, yeah, um, yeah. information. The full information is helpful. Um, doctor at primary health care mm-hmm. will, will take over and, and make prescriptions okay. accordingly. If there are any medical questions regarding the prescription, those questions will be handled and asked and you have to explain what the problem was and is and and um, the prescription will be arranged. Okay, so important note for anyone listening, if you have a long-term prescription, you yeah. need bring a copy of your prescription. And if you're only here for, I would say, a year or less, mm-hmm. I would say it's preferable to bring enough medication for the period. Mm. Because taking over the responsibility for a medication is a big thing. Mm. And you maybe you need to have journal copies to to describe why you're having this medication if yeah. it's a complex problem. So if you have a complex problem and complicated medical history, I would encourage to bring as much ins- information as possible so the mm. Swedish doctor can take over. Yeah, yeah. And I, I will mention that anyone staying in Sweden for less than twelve months. So people that are just staying for a one-year master's or exchange, 
um, are not ad- eligible to apply for a Swedish personal number. No. So they never technically get a healthcare center assigned to them. No. They're obviously, if they still, if they need to go to an appointment, then obviously they, they can do that. But you will not be in the system the same way that no. someone with no. a personal number is. And even more important than to have the history and information bring yeah. with them. So uh, yeah. it's... So the doctor can feel safe about what's yeah. Yeah. being prescribed. Yeah, I would like to to mention. I don't know. Maybe these are. I, I guess these are fun facts. Um, but I I would just describe them as happy discoveries because I'm I'm quite young. <laughs> <laughs> happy discoveries. Yeah. So I when I I think it was about yeah it was a year after I got here. Um, I wanted to get a dentist appointment because I hadn't been to the dentist in a while and and that's something I should be doing. Um, And I just wanted to go for a checkup, you know, make sure everything's okay. So I contacted the the public, uh, yeah, so like the the dental clinic, uh, which is part of like, I'm guessing, primary care. Not really, but... Somehow. <laughs> it's public. It's, it's, it's called Folktanvården. Yes. So it's we have somehow a... associated. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I called them directly um, and I explained my situation. And I just I just wanted to book an appointment to, to check it on my teeth. And then I asked, oh, how much do you think this is going to cost? Because while the cost is specified on the website that it's generally about 200 crowns, they also obviously say it depends a lot on your situation. And I wasn't sure, and I always like to ask because I don't like um, unhappy surprises at the end. So I always like to make sure that I know how much this appointment is going to cost. Um, and then they were like, oh, yeah, usually it is about those 200 crowns, but you're under the age of 23, so for you it's free. And I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a Swedish citizen, but the, because I am registered with a Swedish personal number, um, I am included in that rule. So dental care for students age, under the age of 23 um, is free. Happy surprise. Very happy surprise. So I went and got my teeth cleaned and it was amazing. And it was even better because I didn't have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for anyone who has had braces, for example, I know that you, if you have any problems in that sense, I think you usually need to speak to the dental clinic first and then they have to refer you to the orthodontist clinic because I I had a problem. I wore braces many, many years ago and obviously I didn't do my treatment in Sweden and uh, I wanted to get an appointment with them to have a look at my, my retainers, so the things I sleep with at night mm-hmm. so that the teeth don't move. Um, and it was quite complicated because I had, there was a bit of back and forth because it was like, no, 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 you need to see a dentist first and they have need to give you a referral paper, and only then can you come to the orthodontist clinic. Mm. So if you have braces, um, that's something to keep in mind. Uh, yeah, I don't. Um, the dental care part is not my special area of, of yeah, knowledge, yeah. but I also know if you're above 23 or don't have a personal number, mm. watch out for very high fees. Yes. It's a really... Uh, that's why that's why yeah. I asked first. Yeah, <laughs> so it's uh, very important to ask around so you feel sure yeah. what the cost will end up for. 
even for Swedish people, it's super expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, that's that's why I made sure to ask. Yeah. And another thing, because we, we talked a little bit about prescriptions and things that are free for young people, which I'm very happy about. Um, I I have a prescription for just the birth control pill. Mm-hmm. And I initially I brought some from Portugal, but obviously th- that runs out eventually. Yeah. And I'm I'm doing a two-year master program. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I've been registered and I yeah, I decided that I wanted to get the prescription here because trying to get back to Portugal and bringing yeah. back the, it's it's too much. It's too mm-hmm. complicated. So I talked to a couple of friends uh, and I was like, so how do you do it? Like yeah, just mouth to mouth information. And then a friend of mine told me that there is a youth health sex health clinic. Yeah, Umo. Yeah. The long name is very long and I don't know if I can pronounce it. Ungdomsmottagningen? Ungdomsmottagningen? Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. that was not as bad as I yeah. thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, so they offer free support uh, in, in matters of sexual health, but also mental health. I think they have some counseling things as well. At least some, that's yeah. what their yeah. uh, website mentions. And it's free for people under the age of 25. Yeah. And it's somewhere you can go, for example, to get your prescription for birth control. So that is something I learned and that I'm very happy about learning. Yeah. But again, I do think you need a Swedish personal number to go to these services because I think they they need to have that information. But I guess the most important thing would be to reach out to them and just just ask in case this is something that you feel like you might need. Um, and then we had a few questions from our Instagram. We had a person that asked about where should you go if you are looking into getting, for example, a mental health diagnosis? Well, if you have a mental health problem mm-hmm. um, of any sort, you start at the primary health care. Okay. And you get a referral, if needed, to psychiatric specialty care. Mm-hmm. You can, if you have a, if you're in a really bad position, you can always go to emergency care, mm-hmm. psychiatric emergency care. You can also come to student health and ask those questions and and have someone to talk about mm-hmm. uh, about what's the best way to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a very individual uh, situation most of the time, so it's a good thing to. Yeah, trying and to figure out what's the right level of care. Yeah, and a mental health diagnosis is also just a very broad uh, thing. Yeah, and you don't go and get a diagnosis. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you of course. <laughs> you go because you have a problem, yeah. I guess, yeah. and then you try to solve things, and on the way maybe there is a diagnosis, mm. and maybe there is a need for treatment, but... It's but generally, not. reach out to primary care first or student health if you have any if questions want, about yes. mental health. We can advise to some extent mm-hmm. on where to turn next for help. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that sounds very good. Yeah. We also had a uh, question about uh, women's health and, and gynecology in general. Um, I think they mentioned that it is quite difficult to get an appointment. Yeah, as you said previously, we have ungdomsmottagningen for persons under the age of 25. And that's mostly regarding sexual health. Mm -hmm. Um, Regular testing for cervical 
cancer is done in Sweden. I think it starts at 30. No, at 23, actually. It starts at 23? I've gotten a sampling kit. Okay. So that has changed. So then you have to... um, You send in your own sample, right? You can go to 1177 (laughs) and read about cervical testing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So either you send it in yourself... I think it's also changed during COVID pandemic because people didn't go to the hospital to have it done because Swedish women usually get um, a booking every other year and just go for both cervical cancer and um, breast cancer screening. Mm. And we just received those in the post. Mm. But during COVID, all that kind of stopped. And now you... I think breast cancer screening is up and running again. I don't know about. I think they have transferred the cervical checking into self testing. Yeah, I mean, it's a I, new, new way of testing. Yeah, I can I can mention because I got a kit just a little bit ago because I just completed twenty three years of age. Yeah, like half a year ago. Uh huh. Um, and I am registered with the healthcare system. Like I have a personal number. Yep. I have my ID card and etc. So. Uh, I don't think I even requested it. I think it just appeared in oh. my mailbox one yeah. day. Um, and it is a, a testing kit. Yeah. And then, yeah, it, obviously it has instructions on how to take a sample. Yeah. And then you just send it through the mail and the postage is paid for. So yeah. this is a free examination. And exactly. I think a couple of days later, maximum a week later, then I had the results in my online page. Yeah. So like 1177 um page so then the results are just published there so the new way is to test for the virus Mm. and if you have a positive test result then you go in for the for Mm. the test of the cervix yeah yeah but do you know about what if you're just um doing a screening for like ovarian and uterine health in general no i have not really come so. into contact with just regular checkups, mm. not um, connected to a screening mm. or a specific problem. Um, we don't have those kind of checkups okay. available, really. Maybe the best way then is to try to contact a private gynecologist mm. because the common healthcare system does not offer just checkups. Okay. Just because no reason that, you know. Yeah. But I, I guess in, in that case, it would also be good to just call your local health center and and ask, uh, depending on what your concern is, probably. Yeah. They will give you advice. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there is a concern with, a you know, a real worry. Mm-hmm. That should be taken seriously, of course. Yeah, yeah. But just regular, open, you know, checkups. No, we don't offer those in the public health care. Good to know. Um, I that's think always so. good to know. Maybe I also get a call down the line saying I'm wrong, <laughs> but no, I can't really see that. Most of those are probably uh, taken care of in the private gynecologist appointments yeah yeah but uh, so i'm guessing these appointments are a bit harder to find in the public health care system yeah 
Unless there's an emergency, of course. But. Or a problem, a handsome problem. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, I think that's the the end of most of the questions here. We've been talking for quite a while. It's been quite yeah. a long episode. But there's a lot of, to say about the, the healthcare system. Um, I will mention that in terms of the of not speaking Swedish, um, generally everyone speaks English for sure. Um, and in 1177, there is definitely an option to, to pick English when you're contacting um, other clinics. So, for example, if you went to primary care and you expressed a concern and they like they did an examination and they referred you to somewhere else, mm. if you're talking to the smaller, more, um, more specialized uh, clinics, yeah. then it can happen that the person that picks up the phone does not speak English. But it is quite rare. I mean, usually I, whenever someone picks up the phone, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I, my Swedish is not very good. Do you speak English? Um, and most of the time the reply will be either, yes, yes, that's okay. Or not really, but I will try. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it has happened once or twice that someone does say like, oh, no, sorry. Mm. But then they will get a colleague? Um, usually in that situation, I think I just got very awkward and I, I called later again. So I just said like, oh, I'm sorry, have a good day. Because <laughs> I was just very awkward because yeah. usually the reply is yes. So someone said no and I was just like, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> so I just, um, I called later again. So a few hours later and then a different colleague Person, picked yeah. up. So everything, everything resolved itself. But yeah. do I would say, be prepared that that is an option. I mean, of course, you're living in Sweden, so so Swedish mm. is the main language. But in general, Swedish people speak quite good English, which is honestly amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, all right, do you have anything else to add before we go to the final question? No, but I think it's there are some really helpful uh, web links mm -hmm. that we should put up. On yeah, the, um, we can put uh, some helpful links in the description. Yeah. So um, yeah, I know to that contribute with that. I, th I think the eleven seventy seven website also has some instructional videos explaining. They how it have eleven seventy seven dot se has a lot of um, advice mm -hmm. in many different languages. Actually, not only in English, but Arabic, Somalian, a lot of languages. So you can have self care advice. Mm -hmm. Regarding sleep, anxiety, um, different skin problems. Mm -hmm. Just look into that website. It's a lot of useful information. And I would like to add uh, something yeah, uh, to, the, to the conversation. And that is that Swedish healthcare system relies a lot on initial self-care. Mm. So we're almost in many cases advised to start with self-care hmm. and you go you get an advice uh, buy this or that ointment at the pharmacy hmm. uh, rub it in morning and evening for one week if it's not better by one week call back yeah so a lot of advice and care is taken care of by self-care hmm. so some people feel that they are being put off, mm. but the system 
runs in that order if it's a minor problem. Mm. You try to take care of it first yourself, and if it's not helpful, we will proceed and see what we can do. Yeah. And a lot of problems, like I don't know the percentage, is taken care of well and good by self-care. So that's that's something that sometimes can feel like you are not being taken seriously maybe if you're not used to having advice like that from healthcare system. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to me it was surprising to get a prescription over the phone. So um, it could be that that was something new to me. Yeah. Um but at the same time I did not dislike it because no. then I I didn't have to go all the way to the healthcare center because sometimes I have been to doctors appointments uh in in back home where you go in and you you're out in five minutes. Yeah, like the doctor just checked on you to say like, oh yeah, you you have the flu. Yeah, you know, take take basic yeah. pain medication yeah. and anti-inflammatory and come so back in a week have, if you're not better. You could have that advice over the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to me it was something new, but I I don't dislike it so far. No, we'll see. We haven't talked at all about the digital arena of care. That's private and you pay for the app you know yeah it's also not private private because you only pay a reduced fee there too Mm. so that's a whole different arena of swedish healthcare yeah but they're out there and you can always use that if you think that's helpful yeah yeah so but we're we'll not going to dive into that. <laughs> it's a whole. Yeah. So we'll leave some helpful links in the description. And of course, if you have any questions or any rash that's uh, troubling you or anything like that, then you can always call either the local healthcare center or 1177. Yep. And you might have to wait in the queue a little bit. But usually yep. the people on the other side are very nice and helpful. Yeah. At least from, from my experience. And uh, yeah, I think that gives a very good idea of what you you should be thinking about it i'll tell you as well if you haven't yet that we did an episode with student health with marie uh, a while ago obviously that one's more focused on the student health um and and what they do for the students so it's a bit different and it's mostly focused on on mental health but obviously if you have any concerns about that you can listen and inform yourself a little bit about that as well yeah and that is at at student health and that is a free service that the university has. Absolutely. So it's amazing. And uh, yeah, our final and always, always most important question is, what is your favorite type of fika? Uh, it is chokladboll. <laughs> <laughs> I try to translate that into English. And I'm not sure. It's a ball full of chocolate and oat. Comes it sounds good. A cup of coffee. That is my Coffee favorite. over tea? Uh, until two o'clock in the afternoon, it's coffee, mm. preferably. Okay. And after two o'clock, tea. Oh, so it's both. Yeah. I think that's the perfect combination. Yeah. I'm personally more of a tea person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. It was amazing me. to have you. And I really hope that this information helps anyone trying to understand the Swedish uh, healthcare system. I know it can be a bit overwhelming yeah. when you first get to Sweden. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've listened to Fika with us, with me, Rebecca, and this episode's guest, Lotta. 
Don't forget to follow Linköping University on Instagram and Facebook. And subscribe to this podcast if you'd like to hear more episodes like this one. We hope you enjoyed today's talk and that you join us for a fika again soon. Thank you.